On December 2nd, 1915, the Pacific Coast Conference was born. It consisted of four teams, the University of California, Berkeley, the University of Washington, the University of Oregon, and Oregon Agricultural College, which became Oregon State University. In 2011, they expanded to 12 teams. Earlier this year, they are now back at four teams. What happened in the span of the last two years that caused the Pac-12 to disintegrate? Well, we will discuss that on this episode today, so stay tuned as we discuss why the Pac-12 fell apart. Welcome to the Super Fan Dan Show. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. I am the law. If you survive camp, you will be on the team. If you survive. And now here is your host. What a game! Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Super fan. Dan. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited that you could join us today for this episode. If this is your first time here, please subscribe to the show if you like what we're doing and join our socials on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For me, as a college football fan, I loved the different regions. I loved the fact that the Pac-12 was out west. I loved the SEC was in the southeast. The Big Ten was primarily the Midwest And the Big 12 was the Great Plains states and Texas and schools like that. Now recently, realignment has kind of moved that all around. And today we're going to specifically talk about why the Pac-12 fell apart and why no one really wants to join them, quite honestly. For me, it's a combination of three things. Pride, greed, and fear. Let's first talk about pride. And most of the blame goes in the Pac-12 commissioners. The first one specifically, Larry Scott. And there's this interesting article I read on sportsillustrated.com that goes into detail about how in 2011, Oklahoma and Texas wanted to join the Pac-12. Not only Oklahoma and Texas, but Texas Tech and Oklahoma State also wanted to join the Pac-12. Larry Scott said no, and in an interview with Ted Miller from ESPN, he said why. Quote, we could have expanded, but the deal did not make any sense at the end of the day for us, especially given the position that we are in. There is a very high bar. It's very hard to imagine very many scenarios for our conference to expand because the bar is so high. How ridiculous is that statement now, looking back on it? Larry Scott was definitely full of pride with that statement. Not only did he have a ridiculous statement such as that, he also wanted to create the Pac-12 network. Now, college networks have been quite the phenomenon. It started with the Longhorn Network for Texas, and that's seen somewhat success. And then the Big Ten Network has been a huge success, I think, 
for cable companies and part of programs and regularly shows games in many sports. So when Larry Scott decided to create this, he wanted to create a national level and also regional levels for each team. There was one problem with this. No one wanted to pick up the network. So it was just a lot of dead cap space that no one wanted to deal with. And instead of helping out the situation, Larry Scott decides to leave and enter George Klyovkov. I probably pronounced that wrong, but you're also partially to blame for this, so I'm sorry, but I don't care. George Klyovkov took over a really bad situation, just like in poker when you have a really bad hand, and he decided to make it worse by adding more chips to the table with a bad hand. This is where the greed part comes in. He wasn't honest with the higher-ups of each university, the chancellors and the presidents, because ESPN offered a deal for Pac-12 that would pay out $30 million per school from ESPN. George should have told the chancellors and the presidents, this is our best deal. We have to take this deal. Instead, George stays quiet, or we don't really know what happened. He might have told the presidents and chancellors to keep asking for something higher. They wanted $50 million per game. ESPN said, no deal. Now, for context of this, for a reference point, for other conferences, the ACC gets $39 million per team. The SEC is $50 million per team. The Big 12, which took the contract the Pac-12 rejected, got $31.6 million per team. And this is the kicker. This is why Oregon and Washington left the Pac-12. The Big 10 gets $60 million per team. Now it's contingent. The first year that the first year that Oregon and Washington join the the Big Ten, they'll get thirty million, but that increases by one million per year. And then in twenty thirty, when the contract resets, they'll get paid the full sixty million. There was a rumor that Apple TV was going to make a deal with the Pac-12, but it was only going to be twenty three million a year. So even though Oregon and Washington are getting reduced cuts right now for the Big Ten next season, it's still more than what this Pac-12 team was trying to get for the rest of the teams in the conference. So it was the greed of these schools that caused ESPN to reject them, and then the fear of the football teams saying, we might not have a contract, which is why Oregon and Washington left for the Big Ten 10 and then Colorado left for the Pac-12 and then the biggest shocker of them all was Utah, Arizona State and Arizona also leaving for the Big 12 for that 31.6 million dollar deal per team. This imploded right in front of the commissioner's face and he didn't even see it coming. Now the commissioner has another problem to deal with. The Pac-12 is now the Pac-4, with the only teams remaining being Cal Berkeley, Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon State. He has to think of something fast, 
or else those teams are also going to leave for another conference. The fear is that there's, there's only rumors right now, quite honestly, when trying to figure out who's going to the Pac-12 now or who wants to join the Pac-12. And there's some ideas of what they want, but right now it'd be San Diego State, SMU, Boise State, Fresno State, UNLV. Those teams aren't Power 5 schools. They're a group of five teams. So if they truly go that direction, the Pac-12 is not a power conference anymore. They're done. They become group of five. They lose that. They lose what they had under this older system. And what stinks is that because of the transfer portal, a bunch of these players might leave and they go to other teams that went to the Big Ten, went to the Big 12, ACC, SEC, doesn't matter. This is going to be like the Mountain West. I They're going to be equal with the Mountain West if this happens, which is just crazy. It's quite an interesting development, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens along the way. Now, what I'm curious about is what pros and cons come from this realignment. And I think there's some good things that are going to happen. One is that there's going to be great matchups. I mean, you got Oregon and Ohio State. You're going to have USC and Michigan, UCLA, Wisconsin, Penn State, UCLA, you name it. There is a bunch of great matchups coming up and some intriguing matchups because imagine USC coming to Penn State in October or like Wisconsin or Ohio State or Michigan when it's cold. It's going to make some fun football games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Two, another pro, the media deals. It's a no-brainer to leave the Pac-12 to make $60 million a year eventually in the Big Ten. And three, I think this is a win for recruiting for the entire staffs of the Big Ten. It's becoming a premier conference. It looks like it's becoming the Big 12, the Big Ten, and the SEC. The ACC is starting to lose some ground as Florida State has stated that they want to leave. So that's also a developing story at the same time. Now, cons, obviously, the Pac-12 might be gone, quite honestly, as soon as next year. Um, The regions are gone. So now instead of having those regions that made college football what it is, it's literally become a geographical nightmare would be the best way to say it. Uh, The Big Ten should be renamed the Coast to Coast Conference. They have teams from California all the way to New Jersey. So that's just fun to look at. Um, A map now of the Big Ten looks very interesting. But I'm curious. I did read an article that Chip Kelly had, the head coach of UCLA, on Yahoo. And he had a couple interesting things to say about all this realignment. Now, most people would be concerned with the airplane cost or anything like that. But as far as jet lag or things like that, Chip Kelly said he didn't anticipate many adjustments with the Bruins traveling to the Midwest and the East Coast to play in the Big Ten. Kelly says, if you're only there for less than 36 hours, there is no jet lag. You stay on your body clock. What we did when we were in San Francisco and we had to play in Carolina is just a 10 a.m. start for us, but we were on the field for practice at 10 a.m., so it really wasn't that much different. So for fatigue and all that, 
Chip Kelly says it's not going to happen. Money-wise, it's going to be interesting to see what happens or if they get likely sponsors with airlines now to make this possible. And another idea that Chip Kelly had that probably won't happen, but is such a great idea, is making one big conference with regional divisions or essentially making it the NFL where you have your different divisions, winner divisions, go to a playoff, and playoffs happen, you deal with your champion. Will it ever get to that point? I doubt it. Because again, pride, greed, and fear is causing all these changes to college football, and it will continue to run for as long as humans exist, pretty much. So very interesting story. I can't wait to see how the rest of this uh, unfolds, especially with the four Pac-12 teams. And I wanted to do this short episode just to go over like a cliff note version of this story because honestly, I could talk on this for easily two hours. There's so many more details in here. It's quite a fun but sad story at the same time. But here's the most important question. What do you guys think? What was the downfall of the Pac-12 and can the Pac-12 even be saved? Well, please join our socials on Twitter at SuperFanDan, Instagram at SuperFanDan, and on Facebook, the SuperFanDan Show, to post your comments on this and share your opinion of what could save or could not save the Pac-12. Again, thanks for clicking on us and listening to our show, and we hope to see you next time here on the SuperFanDan Show, where football is our middle name.